Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Good evening. You are Journeying with Judy on the Journey with Judy podcast. And just a reminder, going forward, this podcast will be live the first and fourth Wednesday of every month. Uh, Yeah, I think it's obvious that as we are in the year of 2020, that we are all continuing to pray to see with greater clarity. I believe um, that many of us have been watching um, a map of the United States maybe in the last couple days. Now, it's so funny is my daughter, when she was three, she could put together a map of the United States. And as you know about me, I am a little geographically challenged. And so I don't really know what the states are as good as I probably should. Here's what I do know, though. I know that there's six states that I do not want to ever live in, ever, ever, no matter whatever. And those states are fear, doubt, worry, shame, guilt, and denial. Those would be the six states I never want to live in. And 
only because I have taken up residency there on more than one occasion. So our topic tonight, I flipped it up, I flipped the script, and I, and I took the liberty of doing that um, because I think our beliefs have been challenged, um, our opinions maybe have been changed, and uh, I feel led to just remind anyone that the one thing, there is one thing that regardless of beliefs challenged and opinions changed, there is one thing that remains the same. Because God is who he says, and he does what he says, and he is the king of the universe. He is on the throne, and the final say is God's. Um, I came across this amazing prayer, and maybe it was more just like a bunch of statements, and it resonated. It says, as we know, tonight is November 4th. We're continuing um, to unveil who the next leader of our country will be. And we just know that God will bless that person with wisdom and discernment in ways that we maybe not even are able to see right now. And so somebody posted something that said, after the election is over, we can be guaranteed of these results. Uh, they don't need to be recounted because they are the facts. That God will be on his throne, that Jesus will still be the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, that the Bible will still have all the answers to every problem. The tomb will still be empty. Jesus will still be the only way to heaven. Prayer will still work. Uh, the cross, not the government, will indeed be our salvation. There will still be room at the cross. Jesus will still save anyone who places their trust in him, and that God will be with us. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And I was like, amen and amen. And what is so crazy about God is that there is really no limit um, to what his permissive will allows us to go through. Um, because what's so cool about God is that he wants us to grow through everything that we go through. Because when we grow through what we go through, then we come to know him in ways that were not possible had we not walked through, crawled through, um, got pushed in, thrown in, slipped in, whatever it is. Because our destiny, my friends, um, is not the only thing at stake. More importantly, what's at stake with some of the things that we go through and grow through is God's glory because he is such a show off. That's what I love about God is he does this crazy stuff that we cannot take any of the credit for. Like I am a total credit taker. I've always been a credit taker. I've always wanted to be seen and sought after and to matter. Now I know I only, only need to be seen and sought after and to matter by and from the king of the universe. And so I don't need to take any of the credit because anytime I act contrary to my human mess. I have a beautiful friend who calls it not humanness, but human mess. I know it is by the grace of God that he made himself known through me and despite me. So as we talk about who God is, that's what I decided to talk about tonight is this five statement pledge of faith. And I'm so confident we're only going to get two through two of the statements because the first one is God is who he says he is. God is who he says he is. And what's so interesting about that is if we are not believing God at his word, then, then we're tossed like, the, like a boat about the sea. We're tossed 
to and fro and we really aren't sure which way to go because knowing God is not the same as believing God. Um, we believe in God. And my question is, do we believe God at his word for what he says and who he says he is? And so this, this is the reality and faith where reality and faith collide, where we actually know and can stand on this platform that God is who he says and he does what he says. So if we're talking about believing God, believing who he is and what he says he'll do, then believing means accepting as true or real. Believing means accepting as true or real. And right now, I, I feel like um, the truth has become a lie. Um, the light has become dark. And there's a lot of people walking around in a fog um, and not really knowing what to believe and being swayed so easily by opinions that aren't necessarily facts. And while there's no judgment about any of that, um, all of that affects us. It affects generations after us. And God is all about moving nations and generations. And so everything that's happening today will impact in, 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 in places and spaces that we cannot even comprehend. So if we talk about this concept of who God is, and we believe that we believe that God is who he says he is, who does he say he is? Who does God say he is? One of my favorite scriptures um, was when Jesus asked uh, some people, uh, like, who do they say I am, right? Who do they say I am? He was so curious, not because he didn't know who he was. He was super curious what other people were saying about who he was, because clearly he's the God of the Bible. Um, clearly he did some cool things. Um, uh, created miracles, created things out of nothing, yet there was a lot of perceptions about God and Jesus that they were, they were just like a character. Not, 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 not Father, Son, Holy Spirit, living, moving, having their being, creating something from nothing. There was all of these misconceptions about what people said, what people believed, and all of that was put into question in terms of God's reality. So what's so crazy about God is that he absolutely is who he says. And here's what we do. We judge who God is based on how other people have not showed up for us. And so because people say they are who they are, and then they don't show up true to who they say they are, we have this misconception that God is like these people in our life who didn't show up as we anticipated them to be. See, he is who he is regardless of how we perceive him. He is who he is regardless of how we perceive him. And we will never have faith, never have faith bigger than the God we perceive. We will never have faith that exceeds the God we perceive. And I can tell you about the God I believed in growing up. I believed that he was punishing. I believed that I had to earn his love. Uh, I was never worthy of his forgiveness, his mercy, and all the things that he so willingly bestowed upon me. I just had such a misconception of who he was. And so 
Perception, as we know, is our reality. So we are directly affected by the image that we perceive God to be. We are directly affected by the God we create in our image. Don't we do that sometimes? We create God in our image. And we make him so small. And we believe he's like these other people who didn't do what they say and weren't who they said. And see, here's what scripture says. It's, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith unchallenged is faith unchanged. And so now more than ever, our beliefs are being challenged. What is it that we believe? What are the opinions that keep changing and evolving and transforming based on truth becoming lies and, and light becoming darkness? See, this thing about God, my friends, is that we got to unlearn what we learned if it isn't truth. We got to relearn the truth because his glory and our destiny is riding on it. See, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who gets 270 electoral votes. Like it matters on so many levels. And then we think, well, wait a minute. At the end of the day, we know, we know how this story ends. We read it. We know it. He has the victory on the other side of what seems like defeat. I was thinking today, like the last 24 hours, like feels like Good Friday. It feels like something's dying. It feels like something's lost. It feels like people are walking around in a stupor when the reality is we got to have a Good Friday in order to have an Easter Sunday. See, when we know that we know that we know that God is who he says he is, when we know that we know that God is who he says he is, then we can stand on this foundation of truth knowing that there's nothing that will stop God's plan for all of us. See, when I was a kid growing up, my, I used to have a grandmother that, well, first of all, I, I got a lot of this. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I heard that a lot growing up. And I know my parents did the best they could. I wasn't catechized very well. And so when they used to say to me, God's going to leave your face that way, like I'd make silly faces and I would hear, if you don't, if you don't stop that, God's going to leave your face that way. God's going to punish you. And I thought, who wants to follow a God who's punishing, who's not merciful, who's unforgiving, who's relentlessly keeping score of every time I didn't measure up. See, this God that we worship is who he says. And my friends, he is the God who does what he says. One of my favorite Bible study teachers says, in the land of milk and honey, there's going to be bees, right? There's going to be things that challenge us, that test us, that grow us in ways that without the challenge, we wouldn't even know who God really is and how he can show up. So he isn't only who he says, he does what he says. And if you don't believe number one, then you cannot possibly fathom number two. If you cannot believe that God is who he says, then you cannot believe that God does what he says he is going to do. See, those of you who know me have heard me say 
the expression, the story I tell myself. The story I tell myself is I'm not worthy. The story I tell myself is God isn't going to come through. The story I tell myself is I wasn't enough for God to show up and do what only God can do. And so we all know those are lies. Those are lies that we believe, lies that we perceive, and then we live out of that reality, which is just so not true. Because God is who he is, he, say, he, he is who he says, and he does what he says. This is a beautiful theology and a difficult reality. It's a beautiful theology and a difficult reality because he oftentimes is using suffering, he's using difficulty, he's using trials, and he's using tribulations so he can do his best work in us and through us. Some of us have people in our lives who are closest to us, and that is the person God is using to get us to heaven. See, without that person, we wouldn't be on our knees. Without that situation, we wouldn't be just calling upon all the angels and saints to step in and help us. I don't know about any of you, but I could tell you I pray a lot more when things are not going my way. I pray a lot more when my kids are struggling or my man and I are falling apart, way more than I ever do from a place of gratitude. See, Scripture tells us that Jesus performed miracles when he saw great faith and he saw great need. See, people petitioned him and said, save my kid, save my marriage, save my heart, save my soul. And when he saw great need, he delivered. When there was great faith is when he came through. See, this thing is like beyond our understanding. We can't get our head around it. We can barely get our heart around it. But what I want to share with you is a, a um, it's a, almost a poem, I guess, from Priscilla Shire. That I, it was one of the first things I was ever introduced to when I came back to my faith after 20 years. And the title of it was, Who Do You Belong To? This is something that I literally had as a placemat for all our kids at the kitchen table um, when they were growing up. This is our reminder that God is the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and he is the creator of all. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was, always is, and always will be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and eased pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead, yet brings life. He is risen to bring power, and he reigns to bring peace. The world can't understand him. Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him, and leaders cannot ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him, Nero couldn't crush him, the new age cannot replace him, and Oprah can't even explain him away. So remind yourself, he is light, he is love, he is longevity, and he is God. He is goodness, and he is kindness, and he is faithfulness, and he 
is God. He is holy and he is righteous and he's powerful and pure. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will unchanging and his mind is always on us. He is our savior, our guide, our peace and our joy, our comfort, our Lord, and he rules our lives. I serve him because his bond is love, his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and his goal for us is an abundant life. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, in every time and in every way. He is your God, and that, my friend, is who you belong to. So the story I tell myself today is God is who he says, and God does what he says, regardless of what it looks like, what it feels like. And I will not live in those states of fear, worry, doubt, shame, guilt, or denial. Because as long as he is on the throne, he is in charge, and we will always have the victory in Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for choosing to journey with Judy this evening, and I just want to invite you to learn more about the women's series that is starting on 1-1-1, January 11th, 2021. You can reach out to me on any of the social media platforms to learn more about how to sign up. It will be a small group, and so the it'll be first come, first serve. So please reach out with any and all questions you might have so I could give you greater clarity. And until we meet again, please... Do not forget, it is never too late to be who God has called you to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session, and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com.